Hi, I'm Derek Arcurni. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations. Hi, welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. I'm your host, Derek. It is Friday, May the 8th, I believe. Yeah, May the 8th sounds right. 2020. Uh, yeah, May the 8th. Well, 8.40 a.m. And I thought I'd do a walk and talk this morning. Um, this walk and talk is <laughs> kind of sponsored by a lot of different things in life right now. We'll say it's sponsored by the Social Art Guy. All about social media, LLC. Um, your source for art, music, dogs, <laughs> all sorts of fun stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Social Art Guide. Look for that online. Social Art Guide. It's a nice little hashtag and stuff. And um, it's good because it really gets into the deal of art, which is something I've been working on for the past year. Um, you know, getting out my own personal art, my own personal journey and story there. Um, but also, you know, getting out and helping others, you know, with their businesses, with their things. Um, you know, being a guide to people to find things, find other businesses, find other passions. Um, being able to help people achieve their goals, both on and off social media. You know, there's a lot of great things, a lot of great content. So Social Art Guide uh, will be something for you to look for. Social art guide yeah um so yeah there's a sponsor and probably a few others there um i decided to do a walk and talk today uh currently i am in georgia been here for a little over a month working on some artwork at a uh chance to do some art as a commission for someone, you know, a piece that they want. I guess a few, few pieces. Um, it's about to get loud because we're going towards the street, but uh, what I was able to put together was a set of chakras on 10 by 10 canvases for the person. Uh, the chakra set have those available on a few websites as far as prints that you can purchase as the originals will of course stay with the uh, person asking for the commission um, thing with the whole commission thing is you know I gotta remind people like hey I can sell you the original really cheap or I can sell you the print for even cheaper. And I'd rather sell you the prints for even cheaper because to me, hey, that means I can keep the original or sell the original for more. The originals normally have a lot more features to them. You know, my originals will have glow-in-the-dark paint. Your reprint will not. Um, 
And I'd rather sell you the reprint one without the going dark paint for, you know, $20 and just let that be. Keep the original. And if you really want to buy the original, pay a lot more for it, please. And thank you. Um, <laughs> I had to kind of get that out. And I'm glad the cars were passing by it. But yeah, originals need to, you know, cost more. Um, so... Both of these things, both originals and prints, will be available. Uh, later today, I should have, or actually in the next week or so, I should have, you know, the different stores linked back to my website, the Social Art Guide. Um, the different websites, you know, stores will include Redbubble, they'll include Fine Art America. Uh, they'll include Etsy, eBay. It's a service called Printify I'm able to use for some printings. Um, Zazzle. You know, and all these different companies that I'm using here, there's going to be different things that you'll be able to purchase from each. Like I said, that will be available on the websites. Um, Zazzle, for example, there's Puzzles that you'll be able to buy of the different pieces. Um, Fine Art America, I'm actually listing the originals on there. Like I said, the prices are a little up because I like to keep those if possible, but I like to sell those for more if hopeful. And I'd rather not give them away to friends and then hope that somebody buys the reproduction. I'd rather sell the reproduction. I mean, I'd rather sell the original enough to where I can buy my own reproduction. I had to, uh... Ah, yeah, I know. It's nice and loud out here. Yes. Um, it is nice and loud out here today. But I had to actually explain that one out. Hey, I want to, you know, buy reproductions of my originals, which means I need to sell the originals in order to do so. So... Um, but yeah, all the originals and repos will be, uh, reproductions will be up for sale. So go buy one, go buy two, go buy ten. Um, it's a beautiful day out here. It's a bit cloudy today up here in this area of Georgia. Um, nice red clay sand too. But yeah, it's nice and cloudy and, you know, um, it's a decent little day here. Um, I'm going to kind of make a little bit of a walk just to get off the street for a second. Because I like to talk about the reason why I don't really go off the street that much for these walks. Um, it's a hot button topic right now, so I wanted to make sure I addressed that, but, uh, yeah, and also, like, there's a few hot button topics going on right now, so we're going to actually make a turn here, this seems like a decent little road, I've actually gone down it a few times before, uh, for my morning strolls, and had the fortune of meeting, um, one of the property owners at the end of the street here. 
I'm not gonna say I felt safe as walking down this road, but compared to most, safe enough. Um, even as I do this, you know, it's not the best road in the world, but you know, I'm gonna walk in the center of the street here with the hopes that me walking through and what should look like workout clothing during the morning, day hours would be enough for people to not come out of their houses screaming guns. <clears throat> and uh, I have to say this right now because of, you know, the times that we live in. They are very fearful times. Fearful times. Yes. There's a lot of reasons why people right now outside have fear. (sighs) I really don't want to mention, you know, the big buds word out there, but I think that's how you get hashtags and people to follow your stuff. (sighs) COVID-19 has people in a lot of fear. I'll admit half the reason why I'm in Georgia right now is due to the COVID-19 fear. Um, Big reason, yeah. You know, if I'm going to be trapped somewhere for what's now going on like six to eight, almost eight weeks here of this, six, let's say six, almost seven now. If I'm going to be trapped somewhere six, seven weeks, um, you know, let's at least try to get some sort of space <coughs> with the trapping, give some room where I can work on an art project, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a trapping here. Um, it's a trapping everywhere, you know. Uh, I was kind of looking through to see, and I guess I did do a, an update in February <laughs> on here. And February, you know, I just, I think, moved out of the house that I was living in for um, a couple of years before. Moved into a kind of small, I shouldn't say kind of, it is a small townhouse, you know, so split level type of deal. Um, doesn't really seem that far away from where I was before, but once you add in the traffic and all that, it becomes about an hour away, you know. Um, it was definitely a move and definitely an adjustment for that time. And I needed the time there to adjust to who I was, what I was doing with myself. Um, So I was able to do that, get my adjustment in. And um, then COVID happened. You know, just as I'm starting to get a landing on what I'm doing with life and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there's that all about social media LLC. Well, in order to form an LLC, in order to say LLC, you have to actually form that. So it's putting forth the effort to formalize the company, actually, you know, legitimize all of this. Shamanic Innovations would be a DBA, uh, doing business as. And the reason why I decided on that is I didn't really decide on the name All About Social Media. That was kind of a, I went to the accountant and the accountant said, oh, I don't like shamanic. It sounds blah. I'm an accountant, so I need things on a number. So how about all amount? Because that has E's in it. And if you had a phone book, that would be like the first thing you see for letters. And I'm like, whatever, lady. Um, 
because as soon as I'm out of your office, I'm going to change that name in the quickest way possible. Hopefully, I did the legal work right, and the DBA will cover that name change. If not, then I'll cross that bridge when I get back to Florida. Get that paperwork all straight. But, um, yeah, I'm wanting to get... Oh, there's a rabbit. Those are two rabbits. I don't know if I can record on here and take pictures of rabbits at the same time. We're about to find out, folks. They are so cute. They are so effing cute there. Look at them, rabbit. Maybe I will put them on my website later. Yeah. This guy's just staring at me. Wow. Like, not even moving away. But, um... Yeah, the thing kind of with this is... Um, I wanted to make, you know, for myself, the All About Social Media website. Which is the Shamanic Animations website, really. Um, and I wanted to start selling my art online. You know, all of this art from the past year that I've been making year plus, you know, while on this journey, this little healing adventure and everything. Um, and as I said, then COVID hit. You know, I'd even had, like, a course that I've been taking. Um, it's a company called Co-Starters. They help people start businesses. So I was able to take a course through them, and it was sponsored by this group, Creative Pinellas, which, you know, they deal with art, so they were able to get me the sponsorship to take the course. Um, and I got really into this, and I was really excited, you know, because, hey, I'm going to finally have this business. And like I said, COVID hit. Um, COVID in many parts of the world has meant a slowing down of life. Um, and even for a lot of folks in America, slowing down's happened. Um, there's been a really big push for face mask because of how it's spread. You know. Currently, right now, I'm not wearing a face mask, but I have not also come in contact with the humans. Um, I do have a hanky system that I use for my walks in the morning, <laughs> uh, where I have like a hanky that I can put over my mouth and fully cover the nose and mouth. Um, I don't know if you guys were able to hear that, but I was able to put it over my mouth and fully cover the nose and mouth. Problem with that, of course, is that you can't really talk or hear, you know, speak or whatever, but. It works. Um, but yeah, it was a really nice little area for me to have there. A nice little thing for me to have there as far as being something I could use to not really breathe in around other people but still be able to speak and things of that nature. Um, I like that. I like being able to have that sort of getaway and speech and I like being able to have the morning walks per se um, they are good for clearing the head clearing the brain getting the brain kind of where it needs to be in life here um, my brain over the last year or so has been in a battle that I will admit I'll admit it publicly. Um, it has not been an easy battle either. 
it's been quite difficult. Um, I don't know if anyone really wants to put much stock in the idea of a dark night of the soul, but I can say that I've had one. Um, yeah, and I can say it's been a pretty dark one. Um, I would not recommend this to anyone. This is not a fun part of the journey. Um, I think that this journey has been one for me to find peace and hope in myself, um, to forgive, learn to forgive, not only myself, but those around me, those I've come in contact with, past, present, future. Um, it's a lot of forgiveness that I've had to learn for my family. You know, I've had to learn to forgive my father for not being there. Because kind of didn't have a choice. Sit by semi. Well, his car hit a semi. Yeah. So, kind of not his fault there. You know, let's just lie on that, Pops. But at the same time, even as I say that, yeah, it does become a little bit of, you know, you, you carry around a little bit of anger with that. Because, man, you carry around some hurt with that because, man. Even if you didn't have a choice, man, you could have, like, driven a different street or something, you know, whatever. You could have left five minutes early, you know? And, like, you start to think of these things to give blame towards it instead of just saying, man, I forgive you, Dad. Um, you put blame on, you know, I'm, there's a amount of blame that I've had towards my mother for life. You know, why did we have to be poor? Why did we have to do this? Why did we have to move to... Florida from New Jersey. That's a big one right there, you know. Why the hell did I have to move around all the, you know, did I have to move to the South? You know, and whatever. Even as we go through life, you know, we have things. I might have things I could have blamed my mother for. But, you know, the death also. Hey, why did you have to die? Why did you have to have cancer? You know, why did you have to leave me in this world? here, you know, with these people, um, with this situation, with, you know, this world, you know, and instead of carrying that sort of blame, you know, towards my mother, that sort of anger towards my mother, you know, why? Just, okay, mom, I forgive you. Um, and the living too, you know. Why does my sister have to be such a bitch? Really? Like, you ain't gotten over this yet? Like, it's been you. Like, really? You're carrying around stuff from childhood? Really? Really? You're angry at me because dad died? Really? You're angry at me because mom had cancer? Really? You're still carrying around this from, you know, whatever. You're going to call me a brat for, you know, this and that? Really? You, you know... Why are you being such a bitch? Why, you know, why this? Why that? Why are you being angry? Why couldn't you have, you know, told me things in my life, you know, growing up that would have actually helped out? You know, why didn't you give solid advice instead of bullshit advice? You know, how dare you tell me to, you know, have the woman go down on me first, not go down on her at all. If she asked, just walk out and leave. You know, how dare you tell me that at 16, 17 is your thought of the talk, you know? How dare you tell me all these things? How dare you tell me that I'm not black enough to be in your family? How dare you? How 
dare you cut me out of the, your life, out of, you know, the lives of other family members of we share, your daughter and that situation there. How dare you cut me away from my own brother, you know, and play the martyr that you are taking care of him. How dare you? Well, Derek, instead of carrying around all this anger towards her, because, let's face it, she's probably not going to listen to the um, podcast anyway. Kim, I forgive you. You know. Um, how dare. You know, and this is something that I guess I'll get into in the part two of this. How dare America elect Donald James Trump? How dare we show that we are not, you know, the forgiving and loving land that we claim to be. How dare racism actually come back in 2020? How dare racism really show its head in 2016? How dare we, you know, kill off any sort of regulation or protections or whatever that were put in during the eight years before Trump simply because they were put in by Obama, who happened to be black, actually half black. How dare America? How dare Trump? How dare America decide to, you know, base their voting in 2016 on the fact that there's no way we could elect a woman. <sighs> so we'll vilify her and call her every name in the book and elect this guy here because even though he's the Antichrist, he must be better than a woman. <sighs> How dare America? So you know what, Derek? Instead of that, America, I forgive you. <laughs> Man, as I joke about these things, it's like, man, I have to, you know, I joke about them because they're serious, because they're things that I actually have learned along the way. Like, man, you know, how dare, you know, you know, how dare my job want me to do this, and, you know, ask that, demand this, and, you know, pile on this much stuff, and, you know, put me in a position to where I'm constantly bombarded with images and words of stress and not really recognize the stress that's going through, not really care enough to, you know, oh, well, you know, let's see if we can find help for this person since he's all stressed out here or whatever, you know, and even when I say, hey, I'm kind of stressed out or this is going on, you know, just kind of brush it to the side and use, you know, the stress as an excuse to kind of push it out the door and then have the nerve to say, well, you know, you can tell everyone that you've left here. You can basically lie about your life and, you know, write your own story and, you know, how dare you? You know what? I forgive you. How dare that person cut me off in traffic? You know what? I forgive you. How dare that person, you know, walk around and cough in front of me? You know what? I forgive you. Um, it's fun. It's kind of funny to find those things, you know, that forgiveness because we have to find it. We have to have that. Having, you know, that anger in us otherwise, having that sort of hurt and hatred in us otherwise, it kills us. You know, the only person that really is harmed by me not forgiving, you know, family or friends or coworkers or, you know, myself. How dare I, Derek? How dare you, Derek, ruin all these great things? How dare you, Derek, ruin that opportunity with that job? How dare you, Derek, ruin that opportunity with your family? How dare you, Derek, ruin that opportunity with that person that you were involved with? That, you know, that lover there, that potential lover, you know, whatever. How dare you, Derek? Man, Derek, you've ruined just everything. You know, you, you don't have to 
friends around, you know, you've to, you know, let this go, let that go. How dare you, Derek? How dare you? And instead of saying that, Derek, 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 please say it here. Derek, I forgive you. Derek, I forgive you. That's the forgiveness. That's what we have to learn. That's the lesson here. It's the forgiveness. Forgive yourself. Forgive those around you. Whatever it is, find that place in your heart to forgive. Um, And I'm going to touch on a little bit more of this in the second part of our talk. Because I feel like this talk is going to need a second part. And I'm going to have to walk back up the uh, ramp here. (laughs) It's only been 25 minutes. So I'm going to stop here for now. I'll come back for part two where I walk up the ramp. And tell you all why we as a society as a whole need to find forgiveness. Schmack Innovations back in a bit. Hi, and welcome back. Part two of the podcast. Now 9-11 a.m. on Friday, May 8th. I will tell you how I'm doing later. Ha, ha, ha. It's kind of weird. A phone likes to ask, how are you doing? How's your life right now? Is everything okay? Probably because, you know, you have different apps and things that are set to kind of ask you how you are. And, um, I'll admit I've kind of been lying to that app a bit. Telling them I'm fine. You know, oh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm making, you know, I'm practicing music and learning an instrument. And I'm painting and, you know, creating. I'm doing all this and washing clothes and meditating. And Truth be told, yeah, I do those things. But I haven't really been happy about it. Um, it's probably been a while since I've been truly happy. I'm not sure if it's been 2011, 2012, 2016, maybe 17, 19, I don't know, but it's been a while. 1984, 3, whenever we moved to Florida, 1978, 77, when I was born, was I ever really happy? I don't know. But, um, at least for a while now, I haven't been. And I think a big reason for that is I've been angry with myself. I have not really forgiven myself for a lot of things. Um, it's kind of weird. Like, even in that last segment there. You know, I went through this whole bit as I got down to my Qigong spot. Um, I talked a bit about forgiveness. And the two important aspects that I took out of that were to, you know, forgive those around you for what you feel they may have done against you. Um, You know, so I would name off different people and things and whatever. Oh, yeah, you know. And you might state, you know, why you were angry. You might state why I'm angry at these things. Man, you know, I'm angry at, you know, my family for this and that. I'm angry at my friends. I'm angry at my work. I'm angry at this and that. And then I turned it around and said, oh, family, friend, work, whatever, I forgive you. Situation, I forgive you. And then I looked at myself and I'm like, man, Derek, I'm angry. 
why am I angry? Well, I'm angry at myself for all these things, you know. Either I allowed this to happen, or I put forth the effort of this happening, or I didn't put forth the effort and then this happened, you know. A lot of those reasons, those little spots of, man, I'm going to be angry at this and that and point a finger, there's three more pointing back at me of reasons why I can be angry at myself. And in that last segment, I said something kind of big that um, I wanted to get into here is, you know, I said that I forgive Derek, forgive myself. Um, It's something that a lot of us don't really learn to do. We don't learn to forgive ourselves for the things that we do in life. Because it's easy to forgive others, you know, for how they've wronged us. Or not forgive others, you know. It's easy to blame others. It's easier to blame others. But it's easier to forgive others for how they've wronged us. The hardest person, though, to forgive is ourselves. Because we have that internal thing going on in our head. We have that internal soundtrack. And, you know, that internal soundtrack is what kind of fuels it. You know, internal soundtrack will say, man, you know, that person really wronged you there. That situation really wronged you. And if you try to say, well, you know what? It's not the situation's fault or it's not the person's fault. Or, man, you know what? I'm going to forgive that person. I'm going to forgive that situation. That internal voice is going to come back. And it's not a fun one because it's going to be like, okay, well, if you forgive them and you forgive this, then I'm going to turn it around on you. Must be your fault. You know, my internal voice has been telling me that these things are my fault. Um, and that's something, you know, not the easiest to fix. There's no amount of ayahuasca or... Actually, lately I've been taking pure cappy vine. Uh, you can get it legally in the States. It does not have DMT in it. And if somebody actually leaves a comment asking, I'll go hunt down a website for you. But uh, I'm taking pure vine or cappy vine, you know. So that's my uh, plant med update there. Um, and even that, as that said, you know, being in Georgia, they do not have legal or I should say medically legal cannabis. So you're back to street stuff. Street stuff tastes like fucking crap and burns your throat. So, and it's not as available, so I've been trying to have less of that. Um, not all influences are going to be the same. Oh, the bunnies are still here. Oh, you're a cute bunny. They're not even moving either. They're just like, listen, we're bunnies and you're staying put. But, um, yeah, I've been on this kick of pure cat vine and trying to not have as much cannabis, which may or may not work at times trying to um, you know force myself into that and convince myself that I really do like the idea of not having alcohol I did have one beer actually recently but um, nothing that's really going to you know have me to whatever um at a birthday party. It's kind of interesting to go to a birthday party during this global situation. Um, 
because a lot of the time is spent sitting in there wondering, wow, why am I the only person wearing a mask? Like, there's a pregnant lady over there, and I'm the only one wearing a mask. You people must not care about your life. And then also spending time having to say, you know what, Derek? I forgive them for not wearing masks. But I forgive this global situation for even happening where people, you know, would have to make the choice between wearing masks and not. You know? Um, but yeah, a lot of that time was also spent kind of thinking about my own birthday, my own birthday parties and, you know... There's been some years where it's like, hey, you know what? Let's try to have the biggest and best thing in the world. You know, wild and crazy and whatever. That's a fox. Wow. I couldn't even get the phone out fast enough to try to take a picture of that joker, but that is a fox. Um, but yeah, you spend so much time, you know, doing this, that, whatever. And for me personally, it's been a deal of man, I'm sitting my time at this birthday party and I'm looking around and everybody's having fun and I'm enjoying time and I'm thinking back to my recent birthday in April and April was COVID time. And I'm going to be honest, you know, as appreciative as I am for the place where I've been able to stay for this time and everything, I've been a bit hurt over not having April 2020. Um, April 2020 for me was going to be you know, I turned 43. It's a big year. I was having the company starting. You know, with all this great artwork to sell. <sighs> WrestleMania was coming to Tampa. So, you know, there's something to watch on the TV. I was going to do like a sort of event the Sunday before with that. Or the weekend before with that. Um, I'd have other events that I'd be working during this time. You know, concerts and just different things going on. Um, you know, there was a lot of plans for this time period. And one by one, I saw events canceled. I saw plans go up in smoke. I saw gigs go away. You know, I had a part-time job I planned to start. I wasn't able to really start doing with that. Um, no, Rabbit, don't go down there. There's a fox down there. So yeah, there's so much stuff that I tried putting together for my own life, you know, around that month there. And it all went away. And, you know, it's a bit disheartening when, yeah, you know, April 2020. Well, that means a whole month of 420, right? And I'm not in the month, not in the uh, state to celebrate the month. Not in the state to even celebrate the day. Man, I missed all the 420 sales. Boo. You know? So, you know, when you think about these things and you're hearing, you know, everyone's just being joyous and happy and whatever, and you're just thinking, man, my life is not joyous and happy. I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Facebook and people are saying that they're having trouble, you know, filing for unemployment. And I'm remembering last year, trying to file for unemployment, having trouble filing, wasn't sure if I was going to be in the system, finally getting in the system, feeling hopeless now that I'm in that system. I think technically I'm still in it, though. I would have to go check the paperwork because technically I'm not unemployed right now. Yay. 
I've been out of work for about a year now. Kind of weird to say. Um, is it out of work or is it starting a home-based business that you're trying to launch because you've been out of work so long that you have nothing else really to give life? You know, but either way or, you have rent due, your bill's piling up, you need to eat something, you need to eat healthy. You can't really go into stores because they're either closed or there's restrictions going in. And oddly enough, I'll just say this, at least for America, all of the large retail places are open. You know, I find it odd that Michael's has remained open, you know, but art studios are closed. And though I'm grateful that I was able to go to Michael's and pick up art supplies, in Florida, art studios are closed. So where am I going to display my art? Unless I'm doing it online, right? I find it weird that Walmart is open. Yet your local stores, your local little, you know, mom and pop stores are closed. Yeah. And when local restaurants do open up, you know, they're faced with a choice. Well, do we just open and put our employees fully at risk? Or do we try to like half and half things? It's a weird time. It's a very, very weird time. And it's a time that I've had to personally learn myself to forgive. Um, I've had to learn that, hey, listen, I have to forgive myself for this time. I have to forgive the world for this time. I have to know that, you know, the planet needed its time to repair. You know, it needed to make itself whole again from what's been caused by society. And I know y'all love y'all love the walking talks because you get to hear all the things of nature, especially the parts where they um, zoom past, zoom, 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 and they're really loud automobiles. Um, and it's been kind of interesting for me to you know, I see people zooming past in their really loud automobiles, and I'm thinking to myself, do you need to do that? And I've seen the decline in people out and about. I mean, as I look down now, there's another human walking, maybe towards this way, I can't really tell, maybe the opposite direction. You know, and four, eight, something in the morning, it's about nine in the morning. Um, the amount of humans out varies. So some days it's a lot, some days it's not. Um, but humans are still out nonetheless. And I do enjoy the fact that they're out and about and doing their thing. And, you know, I'm going to be out and about also. Um, and it's tough, in a sense, sometimes to do the about thing because you don't know what's happening in the world. You don't know what's happening in society. You don't know what this other person's put up here. And how we are right now, especially in America, is that everything is kind of thrown up to be based towards fear. 
For example, there's a person walking on the street. Now, if I turn on my TV set or open my newspaper, I'm told that this person may potentially carry a, you know, fatal virus known as COVID-19. And just being within their vicinity, I could, you know, collect this and it would be potentially fatal for me. So I should be totally covered up completely and, you know, the air around them, the air 20 feet around them is bad. You know. So especially if I get to their face, don't look them in the eye. Because even if their eyes are covered or your eyes are, I mean, if their mouths are covered and their nose is covered and my mouth and nose are covered, don't look them in the eye because it's fear. Where I've been trying to look more people in the eye, especially if I'm masked up or hankied up as I will be, should I come in contact with this person. They're a good mile away, but, you know, I have great eyesight. Um, But, yeah, we're told to basically live in fear of people. We're told immensely to live in fear of people. And especially now we're told to live in fear of people. You know, because, yeah, that guy down there, oh, he has has a superbug. Don't go near him. Did I drop that money? Yeah, but I did. Hmm. Ah, one more time. Welcome back, Shamanic Innovations. I'm not sure where that cut off. Um, I kind of panicked a second ago thinking I might have dropped some cash that I remembered was in my shoe. <laughs> because jogging pants are not great for carrying cash and I might want a donut on this walk and talk, I thought. I probably won't have one. I might just go home and make some milk milk. It's a little chilly outside, but... Hey, you never know, right? So... If I... Excuse me. Pardon me. If I remember correctly, I think we're on the topic of forgiveness. Um, trying to forgive self and trying to forgive world, especially in this crazy world we live in. We live in a very fear-based world. And we are taught to fear everything that does not look like us, does not act like us, does not talk or walk like us, does not speak the same language as us, does not sleep with the same people as us, does not worship the same deity as us. Have I left any reasons out why you should fear anyone? Because all of those reasons why we've been told to fear people are reasons why we really shit. Um, it is kind of interesting to think of this fear thing right now uh, in this world that we live in, you know, in this country especially that we live in, and especially with the current situation and distractions of these situations that we have. And when I say distractions, I mean all the other stuff on Facebook that's supposed to take you away from what's really happening in this world. Um, And we can define distraction as whatever it needs to be. But I, I find a distraction to be the thing that everybody, the bandwagon everybody jumps on for the week. 
the narrative that's pushed through for the week. You know, and often the thing that becomes a distraction for this week is the thing we should have been paying attention to last week. Um, When the U.S. goes to war with Iran because our president wants to, and at this point will do anything to save that election, barring just you know, overthrowing the Constitution and calling himself dictator for life. But yeah, when we go to war in Iran, the news story came out actually last week, you know, of that conflict, but it'll be a distraction by next week because it's pushing us away from something else that's the news story of the time. Just like... um, Today being, you know, the was it the eighth still? Yeah. Today being the eighth, there's a lot of folks out there running for a mod. Um, to look up here, Ahmad's a young gentleman who was recently, and I'll say recently, being February, <clears throat> murdered while jogging outside of his Georgia home. Two men came up in a truck, father and son. Apparently the father was an ex-police officer. They came up in a truck and uh, yeah, basically ended poor Ahmad's life. Simply because, well, I mean, I don't know very many white people named Ahmad. So, <laughs> you can guess why. Um, and it's sad. It's the important story that we should be focused on from some time back that now becomes sadly the distraction keeping us away from other important things because it's a lot easier to now pop on a hashtag and seem outraged than it is to actually make change Um, and I feel like a lot of people live in that basis where they would rather not they, they would rather but they seem to find it easier to just pop an extra hashtag on their day versus changing their life. Um, Not everyone, obviously. You know, there's some people who genuinely care, and I'm thankful for the people who genuinely care. But um, what I often find myself seeing, noticing as I look around, is that we have a society that for many things they don't really notice or care unless it's in front of their face unless it's outside of your window um, and, and that's tough that's been a tough one for me to kind of grasp is that people don't care about things unless they're outside of their window that's something I've had to learn to forgive is forgiving the human collective for the idea that they don't care about something unless it happens outside of their window. And then at the same time, you know, also coming out and educating and letting people know, hey, things are happening beyond your window. You should care about them. I forgive you for not caring past that window. Now is time to change where we care past that window. 
I use the window thing as a good example. I did this actually on Facebook um, recently. <clears throat> and I'm not sure if anybody really caught it or if they did, they were like, oh, Derek's talking crap again. But I'll say it like this. Folks, watch the news. And I'm sure that's where I lost a lot of people because they're like, ah, fake news. But you folks have been watching the news all your life, even before you knew what the term fake was. Back then, you were watching it with the idea that something fake came out of the Enquirer. And we all understood that the Enquirer was satire, was garbage. Now we trust the Enquirer is legitimate, where legitimate sources are, seems fake, but whatever. Y'all watch the news. And the thing on the news that you cannot dispute is the weather. You know... You can tell me that wrestling is real or not. You can tell me that politicians are real or not. You can tell me that, you know, life is good or bad. But the weather is the weather is the weather. It is either sunny or it is raining or it is snowing or it is cloudy or it is whatever. It is hot or cold. It is whatever degree. It is whatever mile per hour wind. It is weather. You do not get to debate that one. So when I turn on a TV, and there's the meteorologist there, he or she will say, there is a chance of rain in the viewing area today. There's a chance. And folks will see that on their TV. And the weather guy will have these nice little models that'll show where the clouds are and which way the wind's going. So that's going to bring over the system, you know, give you a, he'll give you like, he or she will give you a rough estimate time. You know, they're not telling you, hey, there's going to be rain right outside of your window at 10:15 a.m. on Friday. But they're going to say, hey, there is a chance of rain in the viewing area today. I know, because I've talked to professional meteorologists before. (laughs) You know, I worked in television news for 15 years. I heard the speech day in and day out for 15 years. There's a chance of rain in the viewing area today. And Joe Blow will sit at home and he'll see this on his TV. And he'll see that this person, this meteorologist, and they have certifications and degrees and they've studied this and this is their life's work. It's telling you what's going on outside, weather-wise. And they see all the scientific data, and they see there's that chance of rain today in the viewing area. And the person looks outside of their window, and he say, Fuck, there's no rain. And they slam their fist to the table or whatever. They go, Fuck the weather, people. They always lie to us. How many of you have said that? Fuck the weather people. They always lie to us. Right after watching that, you know, forecast map where the guy's like, there's a chance. You look outside your window like, there's no rain. Fuck the weather people. They always lie to us. So then home, you know, these folks will go and they'll decide they're going to plan this big day outside. I mean, shorts and a t-shirt, a tank top t-shirt at that and a little visor. No, like no rain jacket, no umbrella, no... We're prepared, you know, nothing. And they go outside and they get rained on. 
they seriously get rained out. I don't mean like a little sprinkle, like, like yeah, whatever. I mean like you drenched. Like I don't know if you ever saw Charlie Brown, you know the Peanuts cartoons, where Charlie Brown would go walking outside. He's having a bad day, and the second he gets outside, a little cloud of rain would come, you know, down on him. He'd just go walking through the little cloud of rain, and the second he get wherever, the little cloud of rain would like sit outside, waiting him at the door. I think it's supposed to be depression, but we can call it rain. Well, that's basically what happened to these people. You know, they walk outside and they get rained on. And the second they get outside, they pound their fists and they scream while wet. Fuck the weather, people. They always lie to us. And the thing about that is, I kind of thought about this a couple days later. Man, the weather people could really tell you if it was raining outside your house. You know? I mean, I live in Florida. We have hurricanes. So the weather guy... Weather people, weather lady, weather meteorologists have said, hey, listen, there is a cat whatever hurricane. It is striking right here. This is the point where it's going to come on shore. It's going to come on shore in 30 minutes. If you are not under shelter, you need to take shelter right now. Hey, there is a tornado. We have spotted this tornado. It is right here. You need to shake shelter if you live right here. They will point Boom, if you live in this county, this city, this street right here, if you live on whatever blah 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 street, we see the tornado. We have a camera live showing this tornado. Okay? Weather person could go through all this trouble, show you the weather right outside your house, show you the tornado about to take your roof off, and you will still look outside the window, say, fuck the weather people, they always lie to us. What? humans. I don't really know why. I I really don't have an answer for that. I wish I did. And the thing for me, really, even as I tell this story, and even as I now get upset still, thinking, man, how can people be this fucking ignorant? I have to think to myself, well, you know what, Derek? Forgive them. Forgive human society for not trusting the experts. Forgive me, human society, for not trusting the meteorologists on rain. Forgive Americans for not trusting Dr. Fucci or the Centers for Disease Control or World Health Organization or any other medical professional, like legitimate medical professional, on the COVID-19 situ- virus situation. Forgive people for rather trusting, you know, botch films like Plandemic. Yeah, I said it. Forgive people for trusting overbaked conspiracy theories like let me think what was the latest one that I heard yeah forgive people for thinking that Bill Gates would have released a super deadly pandemic upon the world just so he could release a vaccine forgive people the thinking that this is all some great conspiracy you know under Hillary Clinton because she's just evil she's a woman I know I need to like videotape myself saying it like that so you can actually see the expression. But forgive people for thinking these things. Um, forgiveness is tough. You know, because even in forgiveness, there's not forget. Yeah, I can remember growing up, you know, you're told, yeah, forget and forget. But really, you don't forget. Um, it's not like you just totally wipe that clean out of your mind and never think about it again. Because if you forget about it, then it comes back. And then you got to forgive it again. And, you know, that's just how you get trapped in a cycle. 
I would say forgive and learn instead. We need to forgive, yes, but we also need to learn from these things. We need to learn from our mistakes. We need to learn from our transgressions. You know, it's easy for me to say, yes, Derek, I forgive Derek for the things in his life that he is not taken seriously, the things in his life that he screwed up for the financial steps that he's taken that have not been prosperous for, you know, the things that he's done well in relations with people that have not been genuine for, you know, failed relationships, you know, with family members, friends, you know, failed co-working, you know, situations, failed whatever. Derek, I forgive you for these things. But if I don't learn from these things that I'm forgiving, they just repeat themselves. You know, it is easy for me to say, yeah, you know what? I forgive someone. I forgive Charlie Johns for, you know, attempted sexual molestation at 16, 17 years old. But if I don't learn from that situation, the next Charlie Johns that comes along, I'm going to be like, whatever. Please, dude, come play with my penis while I'm not really wanting to, you know. So I have to learn from these situations along with forgiving. You know, that's really what it comes down to. You don't just forget about it. You learn from it. Um, so with me personally, it's a state of trying to learn from the things that I'm wanting to forgive myself for. You know, I'm wanting to forgive others for. And I think it's a collectively thing that we all should do. Um, there's a case going around right now, as I said, with the young man, Ahmed, who was murdered while jogging. And this has been a, you know, hot button topic lately in America for this week. But it's been something that's been on my mind for two months and really for decades before. Um, I had the offer to actually live in Georgia. And I remember you know, turning that down because I thought, well, it's a very racist state, you know, because I had been put into this fear mode, you know, growing up with the fear inside of me that Georgia's racist. That's what I was taught. Georgia's racist. Avoid Georgia. It's racist. Now, with that said, I've met nothing but nice people so far in the state of Georgia. Knock on wood. Hope you can hear that people of Georgia are nice so far that I have met. I've been proven wrong so far in the people that I've come in contact with within the state of Georgia. I've been careful about where I've gone in Georgia. You know, I mean, there's Confederate Museum. I haven't gone inside of there. Do kind of want to just for shits and giggles just to say I did, but you know, and there's some kind of shady neighborhoods, I'm sure everywhere, but you know, I've been very fortunate and blessed for my time here. Um, but at the same time, I just took a walk this morning. Some of those walks move a little faster than others. And this walk was kind of slow because I wanted to walk and talk it, but, you know, some of those walks I do kind of speed up a bit. Um, I just took a walk here. And normally I wouldn't think much about it. I might even have a small dog with me. I'm very fortunate to have someone watch a small dog for me right now, but I might walk around. I don't really like walking in the neighborhood, so. Uh, the street that I walk down goes down to a dead-end road. 
I did happen to meet one of the people who lived near the end of the street, so I felt a little bit safer about walking to the end because I can say, hey, I'm going to my friend's place, whatever. I have his number. He definitely lives on the street should something happen. You know, using save contacts under a star, I can easily, you know, boom, boom, done. Like I say, I do have, you know, where I'm staying here, it's not too far away, boom, boom, done. But at the same time, there's a bit of, you know, fear that's involved in that. Um, most of my walks have been along the street because I don't want to dare walk in a neighborhood. I don't live there. And as I was explaining, yeah, you know what? You might know me as a really nice, you know, well-mannered, soft-spoken, intelligent person. But I walk out the door, walk down the street, and I'm now a black male in a hoodie. And even if my sister says I'm not black enough, I'm now a black male in a hoodie. So for me, it becomes a thing of, wow, I got a lot of things to forgive. I have to forgive my sister, again, for saying I'm not black enough. But I have to forgive society for saying, wow, you're a black male in a hoodie. And I have to forgive myself for having this fear of humans put into me by this society. But I also have to learn from these things. And the people I come in contact with learn from these things. Um, I hope that we can all learn a lesson, finally, from Young Ahmad. I hope this. Even as I can remember the plethora of hashtags named for people before him who were killed. And as I think about the people who don't get hashtags, you know, the young black kids who, you know, were killed decades before hashtags were even a thing. Young black men who were hung, you know, probably from trees that I walk past every day simply because they were black. You don't get hashtags. And even in society now, you know, I think about the ones that are beat up, harassed, and even just told, well, you know what, you're not like whatever else. You know, you're kind. These are things that I've been told um, throughout my lifetime by people meaning well, by the way. But, yeah, you know what, you're people that don't, do that you know they don't really have that sort of intelligence level or they're just out for this here or you know they have this sort of issue they have this sort of problem um it's okay you know you can be proud despite your whatever you know you're just not on this level here um there's a lot of that and it has to be forgiven And it has to be forgiven, you know, like I find myself where I can have a conversation with someone and they can say the most heinously racist thing in the world. And all I can do is just kind of sit there and nod my head and silently forgive them and hope that they see me nod my head with eyes closed, silently forgiving so they know, oh, maybe I just said something fucking stupid so that they can, you know find that sort of spot in their heart 
so they can find a way to forgive themselves, forgive what they've learned, you know, forgive what they just said, and so that we can both make change. You know, so they can change their ways, so they can change their perceptions. I can change my perceptions, so that my ways can change. Um, it's weird because, you know, I never felt any of this really. I grew up on Sesame Street, or at least that's what I thought life was. Between zero and four, it was Sesame Street. Sesame Street has people and animals and Muppets and whatever. And they're all types of shapes and colors and sizes and speak different languages. And man, why can't we all live on Sesame Street, right? So I have to forgive myself for not living there. I have to forgive my family for not having that space. I have to forgive the community I grew up in. I have to forgive small town Placa, Florida for not being Sesame Street, you know. I have to forgive those teachers in the past who. Oh, Derek has a great, you know, voice. We really should put him as the lead for this here. But he's not a white male. Darn. Oh, Derek would be a great, you know, whatever. We, you know, really should put him in this role. But let's put the cute white person up instead. You know? I forgive those things. I forgive, you know, myself for even thinking that. You know? You know, Derek, you did have the talent. And if somebody didn't see it then, somebody will see it now. You know, I have to forgive those things that have put me down, put me back, and, you know, spots where I haven't really felt, you know, worthy. I have to forgive myself for that. I forgive those people who didn't make me feel worthy. Um, you know, I have to forgive everything. We have to forgive everything. We as a collective society have to forgive. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to forgive those around us. And for me, this forgiveness is going to come, hopefully, you know, through the actions that I have, through daily works, you know, this means daily meditation, daily practice, you know, daily prayer. Um, I've had to forgive the church. I've had to forgive God. That's a strange ass fucking thing to say, but I've had to forgive God. Yes, God, I forgive you. Um, yeah, I've had to forgive God, you know, because, you know, if I think about it, yeah, I have to forgive God for how dare you leave me with Donald Trump in 2016? How dare you take away mom, Prince, Miss Karen, David Bowie? <laughs> Do I need to keep going? Carrie Fisher, George Michael, Fidel Castro, Nancy Reagan, Ivan Ian Rickman. How dare you? Or Alan Reichman. Yeah, that was his name. Even the guy who played fucking the little Chewy thing or whatever. No, it wasn't Chewy. The guy who played R2-D2 in the movies. How dare you take all these people away? How dare you take away, you know, freedom and safety and take away the, you know, the nice nation that we had under Obama? How dare you take away all these things and leave us with Donald Trump? Donald James fucking Trump. How dare you leave us with the fucking Antichrist? How dare you leave us with, you know, how dare you, Jesus, leave us with a world where we have people who follow Christianity instead of you? How dare you, Jesus, leave us in a world where, 
you know, this thought of the, you know, ultra conservative Christian, you know, who somehow values guns is seen as correct in our society. How dare you? Yeah, that's right. I got to forgive God and Jesus and Buddha and Allah and whatever. Insert your favorite deity names. I got to forgive them all. Okay. But yeah, you know, I got to forgive God for a bit of my life here. And that's strange to say. Um, but I've been trying to do that, you know, in my daily routine, adding back in, you know, some scripture and prayer into that, but just also adding back in practice and just being a good person into that and realizing that, you know, things happen, things are going to happen, whether they be divine planning or just luck, chance, whatever karma things happen i have to forgive karma i have to forgive luck i have to forgive everything you know we all have to forgive we all have to do this um so yeah that's where i'm at right now is putting myself into a state of forgiveness and putting the world into a state of forgiveness um as i close up here i want to just get a couple things first off like I said, you know, look for the socialartguide.com or look for social art guide on your uh, social media platforms. I think there's a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, so check them all out. Uh, you'll be able to see a lot of the, you know, different artwork pieces that are up for sale. You'll be able to see just different things that I have going on. So give it all a look, please. Uh, second. Um, Shamanic Innovations is still, you know, a thing. So go look for that for different places, especially for art. All the artwork should be hashtag Shamanic Innovations. Um, I'm trying to make sure that it's on the different art pages. But um, and they'll all feed back to the social art guide. But yeah, go check out the artwork. You know, go check out that part of the journey there. Um... As for me on the personal, yeah, I'm going to be hopefully driving back to Florida this next week. I want to put, you know, the company into practice here, trying to get some accounts to work with. I want to, um, you know, put the artwork up for sale and try to get that actually sold. You know, ideally I want to sell the prints of everything uh, more than the originals. At least sell more prints than originals, to say. Um, if I am going to sell an original, I'll sell it for a good amount so that I can afford to buy a print of it. So, yeah, that's going to be the plan of things. And over the month, June plus, you know, let's put this plan into action. Let's actually get out of here and try to generate some funds. Because um, personally, I'm running out of funds and I will need some funds soon. So let's do that. Um... And then lastly, today, or later today, later this evening, I'm going to take part in a liberation ceremony. Um, it's liberation, cleansing, and protection. Now, this will be happening over Zoom. Um, will not be happening where you guys can watch over Zoom. I'm going to be doing it with the practitioner over Zoom. 
and it'll be kind of interesting because, you know, I'm used to doing healings and stuff in person. This person will have his whatever, trying to get it through a screen from another country, through a screen to me. Um, So far, all I know is that if I don't have a person to sit on the phone with whoever's doing this, Actually, if I don't have a person here to sit on the phone with the translator who sits on the phone with the uh, practitioner, then I can put my laptop really close to the bed and try to listen in, which means that I will probably be in a bed for most of this and need to set the space as a bed for this sort of thing. Um, I've never actually had a liberation before. I'm pretty sure that's code for exorcism and I'm pretty sure that's code for yeah there's some evil spirit lurking around you right now Um, I kind of feel like there has been I don't know if it's a spirit you know I don't know if it's a Karen still left over from the house that's been kind of trapped around me uh, from her passing I don't know if it's something with mom with that you know Excuse me, I don't know if it's just evil from the family from years. Um, maybe a spirit, you know, that mom had inherited it jumped onto me. You know? I don't know. Um, I can ask later what it is. But, you know, I have to get rid of this. I put up a painting actually today because I've been under this challenge to instead of posting mad memes each day to post original pieces of artwork and original things that I've done and original photos and whatever so I've been on a mad meme break um posting memes each day or not memes mad um art break posting artwork each day and you know a lot of the pieces are you know it's folk art and um, fluid art and abstract art and a lot of the pieces are really cool to look at you know metallic colors well the dark features and whatever and then some are like just simple scratches and this and that um, there's one I put up today I called it Into the Spirit or Inside the Spirit yeah Inside the Spirit um, and it came from this idea that some of these some of this artwork has been kind of capturing a bit of the d- demon in me, a bit of the depression, um, a bit of the post-traumatic stress, a bit of the whatever buzzword we're using here. I hate these buzzwords, but a bit of that. So, I put this piece up inside the spirit with the thought that it would bring whatever's in me out. Um, and really, in looking at a lot of these pieces, I can feel the hurt, the anger, the frustration, the sadness, um, the fear. I can feel these emotions in these paintings. I've thought for a couple of them to do some embellished work, especially the pores, to so maybe kind of bring out some of these things. Um, but yeah, there's just there's a bit inside these that I seem to pick up and feel. And I don't want to feel them anymore. I don't want to feel these ghosts anywhere. So 
I want to have this ceremony as, you know, cleansing and liberation to get these things out so that I can go on and be happy again. You know, my hope is that this works. You know, my hope is obviously that I'm not going to wake up on Saturday and feel, you know, freaking refreshed and back to being happy and totally in love and, you know, not feeling, you know, sad or down about anything in my life and all of my, you know, problems will be over and I'll, you know, have a ton of money and be able to protect my money and, you know, the Job complex that I feel I've been living in, you know, this Job life will be over and I won't feel, you know, harm and persecute, you know, great. I don't think it's going to be instant Saturday morning, but maybe, hopefully, it'd be wonderful. It would be absolutely wonderful if I woke up Saturday morning and felt refreshed and renewed and, you know, that everything's perfect. And that is my dream right there and my hope. And, you know, I'm stating that as the greatness. But even if not, my thought is that, you know, over the time period, this will come and I'll feel clearer, brighter and lighter. And, you know, over time we'll be able to accept life better. Um able to accept, you know, the things, even if they are going wrong. Um, it's kind of weird. I'm having the liberation later today. And I did think about actually driving back to Clearwater before having it and decided to do it here just because I would have someone to kind of watch out for it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to do it today. And then on Tuesday, probably I'll drive back to St. or back to Clearwater. And I'm sure there will be mail piled up, you know, with bills and things. And there'll be emails that I've missed and phone calls and different things of that nature. And what I want to do is I want to be able to, when I do go home, approach those things differently. Or not approach it as a stack of bills that's piled up that, oh boy, you know, how am I going to deal with this mess now? But approach it honestly and openly. Be able to forgive myself for any wrongs that were done with those mailings, any bills that were left unpaid or way unpaid, past due, you know, collections, whatever. Forgive myself for that. Forgive the companies, you know. Put forth effort to make things, make life better. Because that's really where I'm at right now. Um, I've been silent. I haven't really wanted to speak on things. I definitely have not wanted to speak on my condition here. And it's amazing that I've been talking so long into this. Because, yeah, I've been silent on a lot of these things here. Um, I don't want to have this silence anymore. So I have to forgive myself and I have to learn from this. And we all do. We all have things in our lives that we need to forgive ourselves for. And we all must learn from. So... I hope we all do that. Um, and for those who are listening to this, who are like, damn it, Derek, you know, I've been calling you about this, you know, job offer or this thing or this whatever, you know, just to see how you are. And you have not gotten back to me late. What the fuck is going on with you? Well, I've had a lot to forgive myself for. And. I'm in the hope that, you know, especially after this evening, 
that I'm able to forgive myself for these things, and I'm able to learn and grow. Um, they'll be actually starting the next couple of weeks, a kind of sidebar and change here. They'll be starting the next week or so a Facebook group. Um, it's going to be based on a 21-day meditation set that I found from another artist for a new on their own sort of isolation vacation type of thing. Um, I'm not sure if they really moved away or if they're just isolated away for the time being, but um, they decided to do an abundance meditation 21-day set, and I thought it was really cool. Said one of the things that they said for, I think it was like day three, was to start your own group, and I think that it should be more of a day 21. And I was already in the midst of sharing art each day, so let's form a new habit now that the art habit is kind of stuck in. So we're going to do a 21-day abundance meditation group. And we're going to work with words that um, each person has for their days. And one of the words is going to be forgiveness. One of them will be anger. And one will likely be abundance. So look for that on Facebook. I don't really know what the name is yet. But again, if somebody comments at the bottom and says, hey, leave me a name, I'll leave you a link and it'll be a private group, but you'll get the link and I'll just join. Um, and yeah, the, you know, everything else is going to be, you know, I'm going to work on getting the websites going, getting myself up and ready to, you know, sell my art getting you know the business up to where i'm able to help people you know grow themselves grow their businesses grow their social media grow their life um use things for my own growth and um really just concentrate on forgiving myself for what's happened in my past and forgiving others for you know all those things and making today better you know, tomorrow doesn't become better until today becomes better. Um, you know, being thankful for where you are today and that you can improve each day. You know, I am thankful for the person that I was in the past, you know, has given me basis for these lessons. I'm thankful each day for the person, you know, that I strive towards becoming. Um, it gives me a goal. But I am thankful also and most for the person I am here. You know, the foundation, you know, the what you see, the, what you hear, what you taste, what you smell, what you touch. This body, this soul, this Derek R. Kearney, this Derek Roger Kearney. I'm thankful for this person, you know, because this is the person that becomes better each day that works you know to forgive himself for that past forgive others for that past you know I'm thankful for Mr. Ahmad you know for bringing light to the situation of young African American males going out jogging outside of their homes you know still being murdered in the streets in 2020 in Georgia I'm actually thankful for the two men who committed the crime. You know, and showing that and shedding that light that, yeah, there are still these people out here. And that, you know, 
we as a society as a whole need to learn and change our ways. We all do. So, yeah, I can be thankful for, you know, the young man who was killed and the people who did the killing and thankful for everyone who shared a hashtag and probably thankful for, I'm sure I'll see backlash post when I go on to social media today. I'm thankful for Mark Zuckerberg for starting Facebook, giving everyone a space to argue. Thankful for it all, you know. Um, and even with all that said, yeah, you know what? I forgive Ahmad for going running that day and getting killed and becoming a hashtag. I forgive the two men for killing Ahmad that day, you know. I forgive Mark Zuckerberg for starting Facebook, giving everyone a platform to argue. But also, as importantly, I forgive myself for having that fear. For growing up in a society where this fear is prevalent. Um, I forgive myself for the times where this fear has come out. You know, for... Hey, you know what? I didn't move to Georgia because I lived in fear. I can forgive myself for that. I can forgive myself for... Man, you know, if I did say something negative towards anyone in the past. If I did do something, you know in the past even unknowingly you know even if unknowingly I made a joke or whatever I forgive myself for that Um, you know or not speaking up if somebody else said something Um, there's an incident that I can kind of remember from college one time where I'm with a fraternity brother and we're driving along I'm in the passenger seat and I think somebody cut him off somehow. And it just happened, you know, another car. It just happened to be a black male uh, in the car. I think another one riding with him. And I hear him scream out, fucking nigger. And then quickly he realizes what he said and who he said it in front of. And he's like, oh, my God, not you, Derek. Well, you know. I can forgive that person for not only saying that, for having that in his heart, for, you know, whoever would have taught him that that was the response to say, forgive them for, you know, that sort of lesson there. But also in that same token, hey, you know what, just for him for making that distinction because, you know, for me personally, being a light-skinned African-American having both sides of the spectrum played you know we're often told that you're black but you're not black enough so I can forgive him for seeing me as not black enough to actually be a nigger but black enough to where you need to apologize for saying it in front of my face I can forgive him for that but I also can forgive myself for not speaking up and saying hey you know what you know, yeah, the racial stuff does bother me, but it also bothers me when people, you know, try to shoo me by as if I'm not that race. I can forgive myself for not speaking up in that moment, you know, and I can use that as a teaching moment, which hopefully I have, you know, hopefully those who know me can say that I do it now, but I can use that now as a teaching moment to where I can stand up and say, if something is on my mind. <sighs> Forgive. That's the topic of today. And it's a topic that I hope we all take to heart. 
This is Derek with Shamanic Innovations. Thank you for listening. And, um, yeah, go buy some art. Peace.